Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. SRB Media. Hello, Gabby. Morning, Terry. How are you? Yeah, good. And welcome, everybody, to part five of Terry Curran's weekly podcast, The Current View. While we're talking, and it is number five, who was the best number five that you actually played with or against, Hal? Uh, best number five ever played with uh, would be Roy McFarland. Yeah. You know, um, he, he was the best uh, I, I played uh, with, and I would say the best against would be... Um, I mean, I played obviously out wide as well as uh, yeah. through the middle. So Kenny Sansom and 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 Derek Statham were the best two fullbacks I played against. Uh, and uh, McFarland and uh, Colin Todd would be the the best two I played against. Kevin Beat was another one, absolutely fantastic player. Another one what finished early through through injuries, and obviously he's not with us now. So rest mm. in peace, Kevin. But uh, he was a fantastic football player. Now, three players that you've referenced there, uh, three absolute stars of the 70s and really should have been the bedrock of the def- the defensive unit of England throughout them 70s, uh, that 70s period, shouldn't they? Well, I think Colin, Colin, Tog, Colin Todd's another one, McFarlane. I think Colin Todd played about 23, 25 games. Yeah. Uh, played him at full-back more than anything else, just to get players in team. That's what some managers do, just to get certain players in team. Yeah. Instead of, you know, being brave enough to leave certain players out and, 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 and picking your best team. Mm-hmm. Kevin Beattie was a bit different. He, he, he had uh, bad knees, but uh, what a player. I mean, you talk about bringing the ball out uh, nowadays. But uh, he's one of those players. What could do it? Him, Colin Todd, Ryan McFarlane, Norman Hunter at Leeds. He, they, you know, even though they're going about Norman Hunter being an hard player, mm. could play football. Could yeah. play football. That's that's the difference. He was the first player to be uh, voted the football player um, player of the season. You know, the old PFA when it first started, because it didn't start until that 19, I think it was 73, 74 season. And bite your legs, Norman, was given that that accolade. Yes, he was. That's right. Because people knew he could play football. You know, um, obviously, uh, Ramsey picked the team with uh, Jack and um, Nobby Styles. Yeah. You know, uh, but Nobby could play. A, Nobby Styles could play as well as he, he, he could kick. Yeah. You know, it, the thing about players, it's about managers' uh, opinions and what manager thinks is the best player out of whoever's at the club, and and that's why they get the uh, pick before other people. Mm-hmm. But when you look at players, when they nominate these uh, people, they always are players. They always nominate. Uh, what they think is what they think is the best player. Nine times out of ten, they always pick the skillful ones. Yeah. If you look at them, yeah. what's done it? Yeah. So uh, like you say, Hunter was the that was the was the first one, uh, and he was a defender. Mm-hmm. And 
people called him, you know, uh, bitey legs Norman, but yeah. he could play football. I think no it, doubt about that, he could play football. I think it's very unfair when, you know, hard players of the 70s are referenced because they're, they're known particularly for being hard men. But as you say, in most of those cases, they were damn good football players as well. Another thing that always gets my goat is, is the reference and the, um, and the 110% player I mean, what's all that about, Terry? Because if I'm phone, if, if I'm charging up my phone, it goes to a maximum of 100%. I thought 100% was the maximum. So where do the commentators get this 110% from? It's barmy, isn't it? Well, I wrote about this myself not long ago, about uh, 100%. You can't get any more than 100%. So when they go 120, 130, 110, yeah. you know, what they are, what, what they are these people, uh, they are intellects what's gone to college. Yeah. You know, and they're trying to they're, they're trying to invent something what's not there, and yeah. trying to make us all believe. You know that you can you can give hundred and ten. You can't. You can, you can only give hundred yeah. percent. And giving hundred percent, if you haven't got skill with it, won't get you through. Yeah. It will never get you through yeah. a game of football. Yeah. Because because if you look at all the teams, what's won everything? Yeah. They've all had skillful players in. Yeah. Skillful yeah. players. And what you even what you the the TV pundits will turn around and say that. Um, all the managers had all the money to buy all the players, these type of players. I get that. Mm-hmm. I really get it. But at the end of the day, what he's done is pick the skillful players. Yeah. And that's why they win these uh, trophies, whether it's World Cups, European Championships, European Cups, all leagues throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have the best players because they're signing the best players. And if you if you want to get up with, uh, with those type of teams, whether you, if you haven't got the money, what's the best way to do it? Is to coach your players. Yeah. Develop. Not, not, not organise. Yeah. Because that's what they've worked on, organisation. Yeah. Not to get beat 5-0. Mm. And they still haven't clicked onto it. That's what they're doing. Oh, that's what they've done. Your Sam Allardyce, your David Moyes. They've, they've worked on not getting beat 5-0. And then you hear these people turn around and say, they've done a marvellous job. Yeah. Marvellous job at what? Mm. They've ruined the game of football. Yeah. There's no entertainment in it at all. No. To keep, sure. to keep a team up is the bare necessities. 100% is the bare necessities. It's an absolute given that both of them are what you should do as a player, as a manager, as anybody in football. What, we, what needs to be done, as you rightly uh, say there, is we need players with skill that can change a game, can make the play and can get fans up off their seats these days well will we get that back I'm not sure whether we'll, we get that back we'll we get it back from, we, we, we get it back I think we'll get it back from, from foreign coaches because if you look at the rest of the world they keep producing yeah. you, you know your Messi's uh, your Vinaldo's and uh, and the Portuguese Vinaldo mm-hmm. the, the Dutch they keep producing what do we keep producing yeah. we keep producing box to box players yeah or big centre forwards, or big centre arms, and we think that's marvellous. Oh, no. We think it's marvellous, you know. And what have we won? What no, have we won? Nothing. If you look at if you if you look at if you look at the the teams, what's always won? The prime example for us: Lavi Lloyd and Kenny Burns. You would say they were kickers. Yes, they were. Mm. I played with them. But what Cluffy did, he made them get the ball down and pass it. Yep. Not knock it long. Yep. Not not uh, boot people. Because he find them if they, if they kick people, mm. 
you know. So he, he, he got them in and he improved them. Yeah. What we, what the other coaches do, Gary, and just all right, it channels, it channel balls. Mm. And, you know, it's never going to get us anywhere. You've got to have a mixture of, 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 of uh, picking the best players to do that job. Mm. And if you've got three players, uh, Colin Dog, Kevin BD, and Norman Hunter, mm-hmm. right? Then whoever, in your opinion, is the best in those three, you put him in. And if he does well, then he stays in. But if he doesn't do well, then you can have a look at the others. But not to say, oh, well, we'll put Norman Hunter at right back, we'll put Colin Dunn at left back, we'll play Kevin Beatty at centre-half. That's poor management. That is poor management. You know, footballers should be able to use both feet. Right? They should be able to use both feet. But eight out of ten can't. So what do we do? We say, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll put a right back at left back. What what does he do? And he, it could be a 50, 60, 70 million pound player. What does he do when that ball comes to his left foot? He'll pull it back onto his right. Yep. You know, so now you've lost that split second. And that's all you need in football when, you, when you're playing against the great players yep. is a split second. Yeah. You know, our coaches don't see it. Oh, no. you know, he understands the game. It doesn't make any difference. If you can't use your left foot, You've lost that split, split second to pass it. You've lost a split second to put it into areas uh, in the box. You've lost that split second to pull it back to someone because you're having to transfer it onto your other foot. And to be fair as well, that first second is in your head anyhow because you've got the picture and you know where that ball's going before yeah. you receive it. Yeah, but exactly. Good players, they'll know to it. You've hit the nail on the head there, Gabby. Yeah. Good players have got two, three, four positions that want to play that ball. Exactly. But... I don't give a damn who it is. You watch. You watch when the Premier League starts. Yeah. If they play somebody out of position, whether it's a left back at right back, vice versa, or on wing, left wing, right wing, you know, out wide, whatever they, however they want to put it, they will come uh, and pull it back on. Now, what 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 they have improved it is coming on inside. Yeah. Uh, on the wrong foot and and bending one in and they're scoring more goals. You know, but John Robertson did that at Nottingham Forest years ago, but he could use both feet. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, yeah. He could use both yeah. feet. He would come on his left, yeah. uh, uh, coming from the right, uh, from the left, and Ben one inviting the top corner on his right. But when he got down the line or just dropped his little shoulder, he'd whip one in early doors. So he gave the centre forward or, or or the midfield players coming into the box that split second uh, advantage of the defenders. And on top of that, defenders are running back towards the goals. So, you know. The, the, the coaching for me has fell back oh, way behind the rest of the Europe, way behind, and nobody will convince me on it. No one. And half, half of the battle when you're on the pitch is making those defenders, if you're a forward, think about it. I was at a game last night and I had a bit of a sore neck, to be fair, by the top time the second half started. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I was watching from the, the, the there was a corner for uh, it was Lightown versus Alzheimer. Yeah. And Lai got a corner, and they got two forwards up, Alezo in, and standing pretty much together, being marked. And I says, does this to my nipper? I says, why don't they split them? Im, go and stand over there by the linesman. Stand over there. Yeah. Get, oh, you've got space, so when you get the ball and you're working the ball forward, you've got space to work into, or you've moved that defender and you've created the space centrally there. And, and, and football is all about, and it's not rocket science, it's the simple things that's the most effective, isn't it? But, but Gabby, if you were a footballer, I don't mean this to be rude to you or that yeah. what's not yeah, yeah. football. What I'm trying to explain to people is yeah. this. By being a professional footballer, yeah. and then you'll listen to some of their coaches. Exactly. I, listen, I listen to somebody like yourself talk, and I, I listen to some uh, ordinary fans talk, 
yeah. and they talk a lot more sense yeah. than um, than the uh, coaches. Yeah. What a coaching! Because you're right. It's about pulling people out of areas. Yeah. It's about players. Again, I, look, I'll, we're going on about Alan Dotson, who was talking about yesteryear. Yeah. He plays for England. His two games he plays is, is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. The second one. We beat forget beating Germany. Mm -hmm. It's how we beat Germany yeah. at football. Yeah, and we split uh, split uh, forward passes. Yeah, and what do we do? We don't pick him. Yeah. But we've got players like that. We've got players in today like that. Yeah. you know. I mean, Southgate is trying to change it, and 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 he's trying to play football, right? But his problem is, it's it's a slower tempo. Yeah, than the Ajax would do or the Dutch team would do, or the Spanish team. Once he gets that right, mm -hmm. then he's got a chance. But going back to what you were saying, you know, good players will create space. Yep. You know, reliable players, he'll do what the manager wants him to do, go stand there. Yep. And then what happens? It's a bad ball what goes in, the other team counterattacks, mm -hmm. and then you what? You're one nil down. Yep. You, you, if you watch it, Yabby, when people are counterattacking, what happens is that people commit forward without thinking, well, what if we make a mistake here? Yep. You know, because at the end of the day, it's about when you haven't got the ball, players saying, right, what's Gabby going to do? If you don't get past him, right? but you've got to believe he's going to go past him, but yep. at the same time, you've got to think, well, if you don't, I'm here to cover him. Yep. What does the manager do? Once that player takes him on, whether it's a, a, a Terry Kevin, if he doesn't do it, you don't go past him and they lose the ball, and in early score, the manager going ballistic. Oh, yeah. get him off that! Get him off! Get, you know, the only people, the only people, what's going to create chances is the people what takes people on. Exactly. The people what's going to take a risk, what's going to play between lines. Because when you play a ball between lines, whether it's a pass or whether it's a dribble, you're taking people out of the game. Exactly. Now, when you just throw the ball up there, a 30-yard pass, what happens? Right? It's a 50-50 ball. Correct. Yeah. And who's going to win it? You, you may win it. The opposition may win it. Yeah. The best one of all the best one of all is this. Every training ground coached by an English coach, you will hear win the second ball. Yep. And I, win the second ball. <laughs> Keep the first one. Don't give the first one away. It's crazy, isn't it? But they don't see it. Oh, no. And it's me what's stupid. Oh, no. You know, it's me what I'm gonna tell what I'm talking about. That's what baffles me with it. It's it, it is. It's amazing. It, it is. It's amazing. It's baffling. Let's go back to the seventies, and let's go fast forward to today, or, or not so much today, tomorrow. In 1979, February 1979, Trevor Francis was the first million-pound player. I honestly believe if he'd have stayed fit at Nottingham Forest, Trevor wouldn't have gone because I don't think Brian would have bought him because I think that he believed so much in you, he'd have already got his forward line. So I don't think Francis would have. That's my personal opinion. But now you're looking at Gareth Bale. He could be the first million pound a week player. Well, it's gone from the sublime to the ridiculous, hasn't it? Well, I'm a big... Big believer in Gareth Bale as a footballer. Yes, I'm. Nice. But I'm so disappointed him uh, as a uh, as a footballer watching him. Uh, and I understand what people are saying. Well, Real Madrid are trying to. Every football club forces a player out when they when they when they've had enough of that player. Absolutely. Whether it whether it's Newport County yep. or whether it's Real Madrid. Yep. Yes. Now, this is not doing football great million pound a week players paying someone a million pound a week mm -hmm. now how do the Chinese get that where are they going to get the money from 
No idea. Somebody, there is, well, no, nobody does. Yeah. Nobody knows this. Well, they do, but they can't prove it. Exactly. And I'm not, and I'm not going to mention it. But anybody thinks about it, if somebody's paying somebody a million pound a week, how are they going to pay that? Yeah. And not only that, they'll have thirty or forty players to yeah. pay. Yeah. You know, so it, it is crazy. Uh, is it worth it? No. Messi's not worth it. What what they are, they're worth the best what they can afford to, to pay. Yeah. Now. Is that at the cost of fans not being able to get into the ground? No, because there should be a limit to what people make. And I'm on about good money now, not yeah. what, what we got paid. I mean, you saw people like Tommy Smith, what struggled when he played football, uh, after he finished playing football with his legs and yeah. uh, having to get uh, mobility and things like that. Not, not, not the PFA helping out, not Liverpool helping out. It's been a disgrace yeah. yet, yet they can find money now to pay these these players vast amount of money. And I want for them to earn as much as they can so when they get out of the game, if they haven't got another job to be able to go to, at least they've got security. Yeah. You know, but where do they get this money from? Where are they getting it from? Mm. You know, because somebody not paying tax on if, they, if they're paying a million pounds a week or trying to get it around the system. You know, it's crazy, completely crazy. You know, to to pay that kind of money for one player. Now, what's the other players going to think? Yeah. Because what you what what you and I think, there'll be some players in that dressing room think, well, I'm going to pay. Why should I do it? He, he was going to get all the praise. They're going to talk about Gareth Bale. I've seen I've seen players do it. Exactly. He's going to get all this money. Yeah. I'm getting a fraction of what he's getting. So, they look to give him. So they give him a ball, which is a bad ball at the time, and try and make him look bad. Sometimes some players do that, Gabby. You yeah, know? some yeah. players do it. I promise you. Fo- football you players know. tell are no different from any other workers. Working. Fans don't understand that. It's like in layman's terms. If the rover brought somebody in on four times the salary of, of the bloke working next to him, it, the bloke working next to him would be knocking on the gaffer's door asking for a pay rise. It's yeah. only human nature, and you're absolutely right. That's exactly what will happen wherever Gareth Bale goes. If he went for a million pound, the bottom rung of that football club would be saying, listen, I know I'm not as good as Gareth Bale, but if he's on a million pounds, I want more than £10,000. I want £100,000 now. And you're going to have a a mutiny at your football club. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. It it, it, it is completely crazy. Choose how good they are, uh, Messi, Ronaldo, whoever they are. And I I, I love to watch them play football. And I'm a big believer in, you know, they're the ones what's going to fetch people fans in uh, into stadiums yeah. to watch these, these type of guys play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, there, there's a limit. Yes. There is a limit that, it, you know, it's it's not going to kill us working class people yeah. uh, going to football matches. And that's what it's doing. Yeah. Not only that, you see, you, you, you go, you go to, you, you go to football matches, you go to football matches, 30 pound a ticket, 20 pound a ticket. And then you buy a glass of Coke. Yep. It'll be about three pound four, three pound ninety nine. Yeah. You know, you'll buy a hot dog and a sauce, uh, or a sausage roll, two pounds seventy five. Yeah. A working class man is finding it difficult to go to a football match. Yeah. You know, with two two kids or one one one, one child. Yeah. You know, it's it's an arm and a leg for them to go. You know, are they trying to force it that everybody watches it on TV? Because if if that's what they're trying to do. State, uh, the football won't be safe because without fans in the stadium, because they're as much as players. There's nothing. Listen, whether you're a Liverpool fan or not, to see Liverpool play football in these European Cup nights, 
and the atmosphere they generate yeah. alone is worse. Sometimes is better than watching the players play. Yeah. And I don't mean that lightheartedly because you know we all want to watch players, but when you see what happens at Anfield uh, with them singing and the scarves are waving and the atmosphere they generate when the game kicks off, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. So they're as much a part as what the team is. And surely these TV companies and, and whoever's running these whoever's running these football uh, clubs, they don't want to not see that, surely. I'm not convinced that these people that are running these TV companies and making these branded footballers are, are that bothered and, and, and look at it that deeply. I think they've been killing the goose that laid the golden egg for, for almost a generation or more. Um, and one of these days, a big club has to go bang, has to go to the war. We've we've seen it with Bolton and Berry, yeah. and because it's a team that's perceived to be a lower club, that that football doesn't really take much note. If it was a Manchester United or a Liverpool or a top end club, a Chelsea that went bump. Football, I promise you, would take note of that because that's all the greed of the league of greed is interested in is making money, and it's like a money-making machine. This Premier League, and it's wrong. I don't like it. How we're going to change it, I don't know. You, but it's TV. It's TV that's got the claws in there. And let's be honest, if Sky went bump, you'd probably have Amazon come and give them even more money. So well, I don't think going to change it. You won't change it because some clubs have gone burst. What's been in the in the in the, in the uh, leagues? If you yeah. look at Scarborough of this world, yeah, exactly. You know, like they went bust and they, they weren't bothered about them. Now Bolton's a bit different, yeah, because Bolton has won the league in the FA Cup. Oh yeah, found the members. They have won it. Great club, yeah. You know, so what's happened to them is a disgrace. Yeah, it is. And again, they've got to start. Whoever takes over. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Paul, you take over Bolton. You've got enough. You've won. You've got a billion pound. You 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 take over a Bolton, right? And you're starting with twelve points less. What has Bolton Wanderers done? Exactly. Yeah, I still can't convince people on that. No, you know, it's, it's Bolton. Bolton haven't done anything. No. The fans haven't done anything. It's the people what's done it. And I'll tell you what. Oh, the bigger bigger crime is the people what's allowed them to do it. Exactly. You know, when they when these people go on, you've only got to look at uh, forget politics. But when you're going about these people not paying these taxes, whoever's in power, mm. put those uh, things in place for them to to, to get round the they're not paying the vast amount of tax what they should be paying. I'm not saying people should pay vast amount of tax all the time. Yep. they should pay, but contribute a little bit to it. What they've done, the people what's on Bolton are the ones. What should have been stopped from getting another business, but yeah. no, it's a football club. Will destroy the football club. Yeah. You know, a club, a football club can't do anything about it. The fans can't. Well, all the fans can do is try and demonstrate, yeah. like the Blackpool did we Oyston, and then you get other people saying, "Oh, well, they, they shouldn't be doing that because they're diverting the club." Well, it works a club more than these people doing what they've done to Bolton Wonders. Yeah, I'm not a Bolton fan, but what's happened to that football club? It's a disgrace. Yeah, it is the PFA. A disgrace, the FA a, a, a disgrace, and the Premier League a disgrace for allowing it to happen. Yeah, wholeheartedly agree. And and as you rightly say, the club have done nothing wrong. The fans have done nothing wrong. They need they need help and assistance. So what do the authorities do? They're ducking points. How the yeah. hell's that going to help them? What they need to do is say, right, okay, Bolt Wanderers, your players ain't got paid for, I think it's about six months. It's an absolute mess at this football club. Right, you're not fit and proper to run the club 
on your bike, signed eye, never ever going to run a football club again. Put it in the hands of somebody that can because the club's up for sale for nothing. Get the club up and running and help the club as much as what you possibly can. And do not give them a points deduction. That's just adding insult to injury. I mean, that's how it should be done. Yeah, you know exactly. it, I know it, and a lot of people yeah. uh, know it. Yeah, a lot of people know it. Uh, it should be done that way. But when you look at when you look at it all, what these people are doing, and they're getting away with it. Yeah, and it's they seem to get away with it, and everybody seems to think, oh, it's all right for them. But if ordinary people were doing that, yeah, they'd be punished for it, and I mean punished for it. Of course, they would. And and it it, it, it should never have happened to be allowed to happen in the first place. It should never have allowed to be happen to happen to, to, to the to, to clubs like Bowl. Any football club. Yeah. You know, that's a community what people, two thousand or sixty thousand fans want to go watch. Yeah. Uh, on a Saturday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and it's taken away by bad management of the, of the football club. And what I mean by bad management, uh, the people uh, what run these football clubs. Because Every time they fetch a manager in, uh, and he don't get it right, why don't these get the sack? Exactly. They sack the manager, but they don't sack these people because they're the ones what fetched them in. It's like a Sheffield Wednesday. I'd like to know who's running, uh, who's picking these players for for the owner of Sheffield Wednesday. These managers. Yeah. I'd love to know who picks them mm. because they've had more failures than what some of the players have done on on the pitch. Yeah. And, they, and, and they're the first to want to slag the players off. But it just strikes me, Tell, that the people that are actually recruiting at football clubs don't know very much about recruitment of football players. And the players or the people that do know about the recruitment and what a player can do are the former players. So it's just ridiculous. It seems as though we've put the cart before the horse and we do not use the expertise of former players like yourself, like Udi, like many others that's played the game and entertained us through the years and got them involved in the running of the football club. It, it just beggars belief to me. And in terms of coaching as well, why you guys need to get your UEFA A, UEFA B and all the rest of it, just have a piece of paper to say that you can coach. If people actually think you've played for all these managers and not picked up anything from coaching, then them people that believe that are a, 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 a sandwich short of a picnic, in my opinion. Well, listen, all those uh, qualifications, yep. they all happen now. Yeah, I mean Zidane and whoever's or everyone of Guardiola, they, they they've got to get them because yeah. you can't have jobs. You can't have jobs without them, right? But look at the ones what have got them, right? The yeah. ordinary players and the ordinary players what people what's not played the game, mm-hmm. right? How many times have they failed? Every time. How many times? Almost. Yeah, yeah. What they do? They get, they get they get another club. Yeah, I know. They get another club, and if if the if, I mean. Too late now for us, and is 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 what's late sixties, early early seventies. Yes, you know. Uh, if if somebody give him a, a would have been to give him a job twenty years ago, they mm. say, well, what, what experience has he got? Yeah, experience. He played football for twenty years. Exactly. Played with some good managers. He played with good players. Mm. Now, does does that make him going to be a successful manager? No, I get it. Yeah, same here. But what he will do, you know, if he was working in the academy, I was working behind the scenes. Yeah. Is there for the advice for these 
upcoming coaches mm -hmm. to learn from. Yeah. Now, we don't want to do it. They do it on, in Europe and on, uh, throughout the world, but we don't do it. It's crazy. We don't do it. I mean, in terms of how he got turned down twice, he got turned down the manager's job at Fulham and he got turned down, well, sadly, he, he got the job as Stoke City manager and um, Mr Edwards, the chairman, died the very morning that Alan was going to take over as manager of Stoke City. It's unbelievable, but that's that's football. And the only reason that Uddy wasn't involved, invited and, and, and got in there in the managerial or coaching uh, capacity of football is because he was too truthful. And the same as you, you're too honest. You say you what tell you them, say. You tell them yep. what they should be hearing, yep. not what they want to hear exactly that's what we do yeah. here's a prime example people said to me you talk about football well, why don't you do it well i went into management a little ghoul town you're having to go down there where there's no money and nothing so when i went to ghoul town i was pestered and pestered to, 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 to manage ghoul town yeah. ghoul town were eight points adrift of the uh, league they was in right eight yeah. points adrift and i'm thinking can i can i keep these up anyway Bridtown. Uh, wanted to buy one of the players, so I said to the chair, our chairman, uh, Chris Raywood, sell him and get these three players. Yeah. And we got the three players, and it kept us up. The following season, the following season, uh, I signed about four or five young lads. Yeah. The budget was seven hundred and fifty pound. I kept it down to four uh, four fifty, yeah. and I was the one what paid tea and toast and, uh, and beans on toast and scrambled egg on toast when we went down to places like Carnarvon and Bangor I was the one what, not the club me right I didn't even get paid I, I didn't even pay myself so I was saving 50 quid a week for me being manager by not yeah. paying myself yeah. so I'm, I'm travelling back and forwards using my own phone to get players using me uh, my own money uh, to get back and forwards to the club um, I, I sell a player to, to, to Sunderland Ian Samson for 8 grand mm. I, I sell a player to Wigan I forget his name now uh, for 5 grand right I get leads down or send a big team down, you know, uh, Worthington, all these players, I sent them all down. We got another eight, 10,000 from that. Forest sent the players up. So, you know, we mean knowing the Cluffy uh, and all these other. Yep. So we made around about 29,000 pounds. Yeah. Right. So I said to the, uh, the chairman, what we'll do, uh, do you, can you, can we afford to go up into to conference? Because we were in the league below the conference. Yeah. He says, yeah. I says, is that what you want? He says, yeah. So, anyway, I said to players, I, I, we haven't got this, but you're going to play football. You're going to enjoy your football. Mm. I can only afford to pay you this. So, I agreed uh, that, and I said, what we'll do at the end of the season, we'll like, if we get promotion, we'll take it away, or we'll have a, a end of the season do here in England. We'll, yeah. you know, we'll go to see whether there's a Blackpool or a Scarborough or whatever, you know mm. what I mean? So, anyway, uh, I left it with that. I told chairman what uh, owner what, what, what we're doing. I couldn't go on the Tuesday. So anyway, uh, because I, I had a transport cafe and I had to be there because I had someone coming over about some something to do with the, the business. Yeah. So I couldn't go that night. So I left the coach and the um, and the owner to talk to players. And eight weeks down the line, I get a phone call from chairman. Right? Can you come over and see me? So I goes over to see him. He owns a bottle of Dom Perignon. I'll never forget it. He owns a bottle of Dom Perignon. We've only played nine games. Yeah. I said, what are you doing? He said, uh, I said, we haven't won league, you know. He said, no, Terry, we've got to get rid of players. I said, how do you mean we've got to get rid of players? He said, uh, we owe them a £1,000 each. I said, you what? 
I said, my budget's only 750 and I've kept it down to four, uh, 450 I've saved you 300 quid a week there. I've made you £29,000. How do we owe them a £1,000? He said, I've, I've agreed a, a bonus system uh, with them. That's what I told you what to do. And he said, uh, I didn't expect us winning that. We won eight and drew one, right? Yeah. And I thought, well, that's it. I said, you'll get a bit of players. I'm not getting any players. And uh, that, that, will be, that will be footballing manager career over with, you know, because that's what you're dealing with. Yeah. And when they keep saying these top players should be managing, no, no, they shouldn't be learning the trade down there. Yeah. They've learned, Saul Campbell learned his trade, whether we like him or not. Yep. Whether we like him or not. I, I listen to him and sometimes I, I cringe when he's saying things, what he says. Yeah. But he was a top player. Yeah. So if he's going to go into management, then he shouldn't go no lower than the championship. You should not go lower than that because it's not work with those type of players. Yes. And you're going to say, well, well, that's how you look. No, you don't. Because them players, what the those players what have been signed at that level are just kick and rush players. Give it, big centre forward, big goalkeeper, uh, big centre half, and just boot it through me. He's never done that he's, when he's played at Arsenal and Tottenham. They played play football. Yeah. You know, so when he's working with them, he'll find it difficult. So the chairman did that. And I said, you know, you think to yourself, is what chance have you got? I mean, we were playing football, right? And there, there was a, a reporter, Brian Gamble, who used to write for Times. He wanted to do a piece on me, right? And he, when I spoke to him on the phone, he said, the football I've been told is fantastic what you're playing. You know, and that would be, that would be football in manual career over with. Yeah. Finished. Done. Crazy. Uh, I, I went to, to, to uh, mostly for about three weeks and I resigned. I didn't get sacked. Yeah. I resigned. And I'll tell you the reason why about that. Uh, when we're not on, because I, I had a mate there and it, it was a big ed- headache, uh, the predicament to yeah. what would happen in there. But I'll tell you off it, because it's not for the fans to to, yeah, exactly. to, to know that. Yeah. You know, but uh, other than that, I would have gone into management and probably I would have been one of the coaches what's fetched the game back mm-hmm. to the people. Because I've got, I, I've got the, uh, I don't want to swear, I've got the bravery to, um, to play football, yeah. I'm not bothered if I lose. Mm. I want, I don't want to lose, but I'm not bothered if I lose. Because at the end of the day, if you play the right football, you'll win more than what you'll lose. I promise you that. Yeah. Because if you look at all the all these managers, what's made vast amount of money out of the game, and not not one note, but got respect for keeping teams in the league. All they've done, because it's easy to stop people playing football, than it is to create create a, a, an attacking team, Gabby. Yeah. The easiest thing in football is to stop somebody playing football. Easy. I mean, what the what they made it more difficult is is is, is kicking someone. Yeah. I mean, that used to make me laugh. First one's free. Yeah. What I used to, what happened used to me. First one to kick me, didn't get booked. Second one to kick me, he didn't get booked. Third one to get kicked me, right? The second one I'd retaliate, I'd get booked. The third one, I'd retaliate again and get sent off. So me got sent <laughs> off, and then you look at referee and says, "You've just allowed three of them. First one's free." <laughs> and you think to yourself, yeah. "You are." And then you got the reputation of the yeah. bad boy of football. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, I tell you, you couldn't make it up, could you? But that is the professional game, isn't it? Well, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed this chat as always. And you can people you can get your daily fix of Terry Curran on your official website, on your sorry, on your official Facebook page, on your normal personal Facebook page, or on your Twitter, or your official Twitter page, which is Terry Curran underscore eleven, because that's the number that you famously wore. And it was certainly the number that you wore when you were demolished Sheffield United in the Boxing Day Massacre.
Yeah, we'll, have to talk, we'll have to talk about that one day, Gabby. We will do. And I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll talk about your various um, years at football clubs. We'll talk about your Everton years and your Southampton years. And we'll, we'll have a 30-minute programme on your different your different eras, the different years, the different the different smalls that you put on many faces of all we'll, those supporters that you play we'll for. Definitely, we'll definitely do that. I, yeah. I always do that next week because when you look at it, you know, there were, there were the top five managers what bought men. They've all got different uh, yeah. interesting features and characters yeah. uh, to their personalities yeah. uh, how to run their football clubs. So we will talk about that probably next week, I hope. Yep. Yeah, well, we've got it down to you. Whatever you want to talk about, we'll yeah. talk about. And we've got 52 weeks in the year. It's every Wednesday, the Terry Curran view, your view, your opinion about past and present and future. It's all about you. And uh, hopefully one day somebody will listen to this and uh, give you a job in the game again and uh, have you as a manager and be able to put smiles on faces like you did when you played. Well, I'd like I'd like to go and be on uh, on the TV with these pundits because I'd love to question well, them, not to argue yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because then they, arguing gets you nowhere. No, it to, to question them because yeah. then when I when I throw the question back to them, I'd like them to answer it. Yeah. You know, I'd like to answer it because again, uh, I was I listen. I know I'm repeating it, but Gary Neville, who's who's been a fantastic player, yeah, and he's and he's brilliant on the TV. But when he says our coaches don't know how to coach our midfield players. Yeah. Listen, I'll, I'll I'll tell you now. I'm 64. Well, the reason why we can't we can't play like the uh, the continental players is because we go for box to box players yeah. and hit 60 yard box. And if me and you, Gabby, are yeah. playing midfield yeah. and you hit that ball up up, up to uh, Alan Hudson or, or uh, Frank Worthington, who's the centre forward, you hit that ball 60 yards. Yeah. I've got to get there. Exactly. When I get there, there's a midfield player. Yeah. Frank loses it because he's surrounded by three players. Yeah. They get it. Blanket back over my head. I'm having to turn around and get back. Mm. You then have to come out to try and close someone down. The ball gets past you. They wonder why there's no shape from midfield. Yeah. Because they don't they don't know what they're doing is signing box to box players from young ages. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But that's football. We'll never change it. Well, let's hope we can do one day, Tal. Let's hope we can. We can always live in hope. <laughs> Love to talking to you again. Cheers, top and man. I'll speak to you next week. Lovely. Thank you. Thanks, Tal. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.